This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 855-453. That's the point of the program. We call it Free Talk Live because you're free to call in and talk about anything. And we're live seven nights per week. Although things are a little bit different this evening because normally on Tuesday evenings we have Derek J sitting with us in the third chair. And uh, he's not here right now because he's sitting in a jail cell. He's in the pokey. As we discussed quite a bit of detail on Friday, he was arrested for riding his bicycle and not stopping for a man with a, a uniform and a badge and an attitude. Uh, because, well, when you don't stop for these men when they put their lights on on their cars, they believe that that justifies running you off the road, possibly killing you. Uh, in some cases, those men with badges have killed people that haven't stopped stopped for them uh, when they were not trying, you know, when they weren't chasing after murderers. And Derek J wasn't wanted for any kind of violence. He wasn't even wanted. Uh, there wasn't a, a warrant for him. As, I want him. <laughs> and that's Michelle Seven. Welcome back to uh, to Free Talk Live. Uh, we're glad you're back. And you were supposed to go on a date with Derek J, uh, even though he is flaming gay. You were supposed to go on a date with him. <laughs> I'm a flame dame. At <laughs> at the, uh, the there was a recent mas- masquerade ball that we actually we went to. You and I uh, and some other activists went to uh, to benefit the local homeless shelter. Uh, so it was sad that he couldn't yes. make it to that with you. But he was there in spirit, though. He indeed. loves to dance. Well, and that was funny, too, because some of the uh, the haters on the freekeen.com blog are critiquing us for, like, how dare we go dancing while our friend is in jail? We should be working 24 hours a day to try to get him out. <laughs> like, with what? Dynamite? <laughs> I don't know. I think that Derek would be really pleased. I mean, we made donations in his name. We had oh, a really good time. And he's all for, you know, living free. And that's what we were doing. I was definitely dancing in his uh, in his honor. And you look so dashing. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, anyway, so... Uh, so it's good to have you here, Michelle. Thank you. You've been on the show a number of times in the past, and a good. I mean, it's, a, it's a bright side of something that's very, very negative, and that is that our friend is currently sitting in a jail cell until further notice. Uh, we have no idea when he's going to be getting out. He's been charged now with uh, disobeying an officer, uh, with resisting arrest. As I'd like well to say contempt. that this this is a relatively normal occurrence. If you don't pull over for cops, that this is like what life is going to be like, right? Well, I think everybody knows that, okay. right? That's why uh, that's why a lot of people, I know I'm one of them, when the cops put their cherries on, they, there's an adrenaline rush involved. Yeah. Like you don't know what this man or woman with a gun and uh, you know, a Crown Vic or Dodge Charger or whatever beefy car they have is going to do to you. In this case, Derek was run off the road by the cop. Is that the way you feel? Is that why you feel that way? Or is it because you feel like, oh, I've been caught? Because there's so many rules on the road that you know that you can disobey one of them at any time. I wouldn't I get mean, an adrenaline rush because I was caught at something. Sure. Try stealing a candy bar and see whether or not getting caught will give you an adrenaline rush. Of course it will. Well, I think people that... Oh, well, I think the people that are stealing are getting the adrenaline rush from the stealing. No, I'm telling you, as a person who's stolen, as a person who's been caught, getting caught gives you more of an adrenaline rush. Okay. Well, for me, Mark, it's about uh, – I don't steal, so I, I can't really relate it's to It's been that. a long time for me, too. I'm uh, just telling you what I, what my experience is. But, but for me, You've never it stolen is about, anything in your life? I don't he know. He steals women's hearts. Yeah. Sure. He, are we talking right. about Ian? <laughs> <laughs> this, the guy okay. who's been no. single for well, – how, how, how many how okay, long are we going Okay. On that, that was supposed to stop the fighting. That All was right. not supposed to incite more. Come on now. So, uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I don't know what I don't know about you guys, but for me, when the cops pull in behind me, I'm not as nervous as I used to be 
used to be much more, uh, you know, of a rush. But I'm usually you, terrified. Once it happens <laughs> a, a few times, it sure. gets it gets easier to handle. I'm not claiming it's not scary, but I don't know what they're going to do. Like even though I haven't hurt anybody, they may still decide to hurt me. That's not I my may, concern. I may engage. You know, this may end up being a rogue cop who may do who knows what to you on the side of the road. And you always, you know, you have to approach that situation as cautiously as as possible because some of them are nuts. Well, and people are people. If I were driving, I make the, you know, a lot of drives for myself and sometimes late at night and and uh, here in New Hampshire, it's pretty um you know, I live kind of out there. Mm-hmm. And if just a random person um in a vehicle behind me tried to pull me over, I'd be like, I don't think so. I'd blow them off. Well, you right. know? And in fact, and that are... wouldn't be safe for me to do that. In fact, police departments will ign- actually acknowledge this. They'll acknowledge that some creepy guys will put a f- siren on the top of their car and dress up like a cop to try to do horrible things to women and, and other people. They don't seem to have a good solution for that particular instance. The solution so is what usually does one do if you're dealing with uh, that? It's the solution is to call the police, uh, is to call the department and right. then say, "Hey, so, so should I keep driving officer. while exactly. I, you That's, know, because if if I were to call the department and keep driving while I have this cop behind me, things could go really poorly." And that's right. why I'm saying they don't have a very good solution for that. Take a However, white handkerchief and, and wave it out the right. window. No, but I agree. That's that's exactly the point here. Is that Derek kept going and mm-hmm. was run off the road for his uh, for his efforts? Now you could say, "Well, Derek knew this was a keen police officer because he knew who the officer was, etc." I mean, I know who the officer. Is. Certainly, Derek does. Right, but that said, in the situation we're describing, with a woman being pulled over in the middle of the night on some strange road where nobody's around, that's one. Of, that's one of those situations where there really is no easy answer. Because if it actually is a cop, then they may decide to start shooting at you or running you off the road or doing who knows what kind of crazy aggressive action if you don't pull over for them. And I think that part of what Derek's situation is is that there's this uh, already this this bias, this prejudice against free staters that has you know been firmly established over the course of what six, seven, eight years. Well, um, let me tell you, if of, it was anybody else who did it, it was a New Hampshire native, they would have been treated the same way. I don't. Uh, no, because the, the not same... everybody here that's a liberty activist is a so-called free stater. I think maybe you mean a bias against liberty activists. Okay, that's fine. But they frequently call liberty activists free staters here, even if they were born here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, I'm falling into the paradigm, too. If somebody yeah. that they had a prejudice against, it was part of a group like the Free State Project, against which there is a prejudice against in the, in the Keene Police Department. That's what I believe. You know, if it would have just been your average person on a bicycle, I don't know if they would have gotten it as as quickly as they did. Good in question. Thirty to fifty seconds. Maybe. Why don't you go maybe bike not. around and try to? Uh... How would you find that out? <laughs> you know, you'd have to get you'd have to get enough people foolish enough to wait thirty to fifty seconds yeah. um, to pull over on a bicycle. Now, this so, cop came up right beside him. This wasn't just behind him or anything. Right up beside him, pointing, and I assume telling him to pull over. It was too loud to, um, you know, on the video. Well, I'm going to presume that he told him to pull over before he put the loud siren on because we don't see that part of the video, and mm-hmm. I imagine that's what the police, <clears throat> when it goes to court, I imagine that's what the officer is going to say. Is he's going to say, "I pulled up behind Derek." Put my lights on, told him to pull over. He didn't pull over. So it may have gone on another 30 seconds before the video actually started. That's why I say 30 to 50, because I believe that the video has about 30 seconds. Probably about 30 or 40 seconds of him on the him bike. refusing yeah. to pull over. And then there's probably a certain amount of time before that, and I don't I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't know how long before the video started that, that it was going on. But either I, way, it was outrageous. The cop did not need to do what he outraged. did. I am not outraged. Well, right. Even if he was um, – even if you disagree – that about him not pulling over and are firmly entrenched in the the idea that he he made a mistake there if you look at the video once he was in fact 
pulled over physically and forcibly, the cop and the uh, the look on his face and the rage and mm-hmm. everything was so out of proportion to what the Absolutely. duty was that he was trying to fulfill. He was not pulling him over for a, a misdemeanor or a crime or anything. He was serving, serving papers. him papers. Right. Now, and according to Brad Jardis, who was a former law enforcement officer for 11 years in New Hampshire, he says this is completely inappropriate, that you don't get to use that much force to try to serve. You, you can't use that kind of force to detain someone for the purpose of serving them papers. It's interesting. Uh, and um, so that's his position on now, it. So the fact that you're not outraged by the fact that a cop rams into a man, on a, a peaceful man on a bicycle, sticks an asp in his tire to flip him off the bike, allegedly hits him while he's on the ground. Do we have any evidence of that one? This is what I've heard third hand that someone, that Derek told someone. I haven't had a chance to talk I, to I Derek. I want to know about that. Specifically. I do, I do as well. I want to hear him specifically say it. I thought I saw it happen as I was running up, but I was also focusing on getting my camera Hitting open. would certainly be outrageous. I think that if you don't pull over for a police officer, that the, you know, outrage is a funny word. I'm not shocked. Just jump, just jump him right off the bike. Huh? Just throw him right I, off. I'm not shocked. I mean, the guy was running, running along beside him, too. This just because the you're I'm used wondering. to abuse by your masters doesn't mean you shouldn't find it. Uh, you're not my masters. That, I'm, I'm not shocked. <laughs> they act like they are. Well, you know, I, how I would have probably handled that is a little different. And, and I think that good manners and consideration of all people goes a long way. I tend to agree. But in Same some here. cases, I would have stopped, too. And I think most people who've commented on this would have stopped because we all know that these men are dangerous. And that's why you stop. Not because it's a good idea or whatever. It's only a good idea because they're going to hurt you. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. You can bring up what you want and tell us how you feel when you get pulled over by the police. Do you get the adrenaline rush? And if so, why? It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. They're free. freetalklive.com features including the bulletin board system where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, and it's basically our internet forum. You can go over there, and also you can see the show prep that we use on the air. We post that over in the show prep subforum at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided that you're just not going to do anything about it because you can't afford it? Lawyers cost too much, and you know whatever. Well, jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It teaches you how to use the court system. You, you need to know how to make motions, how to get evidence, how to make objections, upon what grounds to make those objections. If you don't know any of those things, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-CD course, which, by the way, is available immediately online. They send you the four CDs later. It's so easy the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. This is what you should have learned, the civics course you should have learned in high school. 
Visit Jurisdictionary.com, download the free tools they've got there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, the free legal dictionary, the free videos, and then you, of course, buy the course. Jurisdictionary.com, remember to use the pull-down menu when you uh, check out and let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. Our friend Derek J. is still in jail until further notice. He was locked up on Friday as he was riding his bike home from uh, the courthouse or the grocery store or both and was was attacked by the police officer who was attempting to get him to pull over and we're talking about the uh, the issue of pulling over for the cops and you know what happens when those sirens go on or those lights go on behind you i get an adrenaline rush cuz i don't know what's going to happen i these people are unpredictable i mean if you've read the stories or heard other people's experiences you know that these some of these cops can be dangerous they can uh you know trump up charges they can plant evidence they can hurt you they can do all kinds of things and they'll get away with it if they decide they want to do that so uh michelle you said you're terrified when <laughs> the police pull you over why well, not just when, no, not necessarily even when they pull me over, but when there is a cop behind me and traveling along, I mean, all my vehicles are not registered for mm. one thing. And so, and my, and you do you that know, for a principal reason. It's not yes. Because, yeah, okay. Right. And so, you know, and, and now that I've been to jail for not paying fines for that, I see, you know, where that can go. And I don't think it's nice to, be in jail. I don't think it's nice to be away from my family. I can't right. afford to just repeatedly have my time wasted and have my truck or my car towed and have to pay the fines and what have you. And the fact that there's someone that ha- is allowed to have a gun and a taser and a baton and use it against me. Um, if you don't comply, if you yeah, don't do what they tell you and go by their rules, which I don't even know what all their rules are. Well, right. And I think Derek didn't realize that uh, I'm mostly scared because I'm going to, you know, I've probably broken some rule because there are so many. I, I think Derek didn't realize that's a good point. And I think Derek didn't realize that this was a rule. I mean, it's my understanding from what he said Pulling in court, for, from what he said in court the other day, which you can see the arraignment at freekeen.com. I uh, posted it there yesterday. It sounded as though he didn't realize that it was legal to be pulled over while on a bicycle. Now, it is, according it's to interesting Brad. interesting because uh, there's a piece of backstory to this, which is very interesting. He had just come from a meeting with another keen police officer, superior to this officer, as I understand it. No. No. Uh, with a, a meeting with a keen police officer who said that he doesn't have to pull – one doesn't have – a pedestrian does not have to stop for the police. He can but he was say, on his bike. He can – well, yeah, but a lot of people equate – Non, they do, but they're non-motor wrong. transportations, uh, similarly. You'll I see. don't think Brad said this on the air last night, but he did say to me off the air that the difference between uh, – well, okay, a bike is considered a vehicle, but yep. it's not a motor vehicle. Right. They don't have a motor unless it does. I guess there are some motorized bikes. But uh, but a bicycle is uh, is considered a vehicle because it has a chain involved, whereas a unicycle is not considered a, a vehicle. <laughs> wow. A skateboard is not considered a vehicle. So had he been on his skateboard or unicycle, apparently it then would have not been legal for or a pogo this stick. cop to a pogo stick, right? Roller yeah. skates? Probably roller skates. What yeah. about a horse? Oh, yeah, I can't Good wait. You know, I can't wait. Horses have, a, you know, horse, it's interesting. There are a lot of laws still on the books. Uh, there's all kinds of, I don't think they could use even sirens near a horse because you might spook it. And they're going to have mm. to, when I have my horse instead of my cars, they are all the businesses, including the um the public offices are going to have to have a, a place post. for me to hitch. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I think that's another factor here. Is I think Derek was spooked. I mean, it, these guys can be scary, and when you're scared, then there's fight or flight that kicks in. And I think Derek chose flight, and 
Well, I mean, thankfully he didn't fight the cop. That would have been even worse. But, uh, but you know what I mean. Probably Obviously, wouldn't have most, gone well for him. Most of us would have just stopped and wanted to see what the cop wanted. That's what most people would do because most of us know what these cops are capable of. And Derek certainly knows what they're capable of. But that doesn't mean he didn't, didn't get scared or think that it was illegal for the cop to do what he was doing. And again, we haven't had a chance to talk to Derek yet. I, mean, he's I, been in jail I certainly want to find this Friday. out. He's, he's been in jail since Friday, and they're still holding him basically incommunicado. You can't visit him because he hasn't been classified yet. We tried that yesterday. And so until he gets classified and they decide whether they're going to put him in population with the other prisoners or hold him in segregation, uh, then there's no chance that uh, you know, you'd be able to go and visit him. Otherwise, it's just whoever's phone number you happen to remember when you're on the inside of a jail is the only people that you can call. So we've attempted to get a phone number to him uh, that hasn't resulted in a call coming out. So we'll update you as we, we know more. Let's go to Crichton listening in Kentucky. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. How's it going tonight, guys? Great. Great. What's on your mind tonight? I was ta- I was calling in because I heard Mark imply that uh, that when a cop pulls up behind you and you get that that tension, that it's because you did something wrong. And and I know he didn't really mean it that way. And I wanted to call in. I didn't hear him say that you did something wrong. I just heard him say you you got Might caught. Have. Whatever. Let him say what he's got to say. You got fine. caught. Well, that implies yeah, that caught, you yeah. believe personally that you did something wrong. I don't, well, I don't, I don't know. agree. I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think that uh, you know, you they, they they set these snares. One gets caught in a trap as easily as one gets caught doing something wrong. And I see how you can make that uh, that assumption. But go ahead. I, you know, let's let's just assume I said it. It might be fun. Well, my my experience is that it doesn't matter whether I'm doing something wrong that I'm personally aware of that I'm breaking the speed limit or I turned right on a a no a no right turn light or any of these things. Um, in my experience, once those lights come on, I get that tension. Even though, even if I know perfectly well that I have done nothing wrong. Well, this Why? is the, this is the thing, though. Is okay. I'll let uh, let you answer. Well, the reason is is because I know that the that the person behind me, the privileged witness with the lights. Can can have a completely different perspective on reality than mine, and my reality has no no bearing on how the outcome of the situation. Absolutely, I have no control. Yeah, well, you and, know, and as, I agree. As a if, free if citizen, I should have control, some level measure of control of my immediate environment all the time. If and for whatever reason, because you know you've lost it. If for whatever reason, say you're say I wish to be a jerk. If for whatever reason that cop wants to give me a ticket, even though they don't have you know sort of the normal grounds, I haven't uh, run a stop sign, I haven't uh, you know ex- gone ex- in excess of the speed limit or turned in the wrong spot or whatever. Even if they have nothing, they can come up with something, and everybody knows. Right, and that's something that is intimidating if uh, they so, if they want to. Crichton, if you've got more, you can hang on. We'll bring it back here. 855-453 is the toll-free number. If you'd like to comment on police pullovers or anything that's on your mind, 855-453. Coming up, a get-out-of-jail-free card? In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site. So enjoy those. The webcam is there. You can watch, listen, and you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners because the chat room is built into the same page as the webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to do and see those things. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And if you want to get gold or silver, either as a hedge against inflation or investment or barter currency, many people say that uh, it's poised to move upward. Uh, you know, you take you, t- you, t- you decide for yourself. But uh, the the people I've been reading have been uh, saying that, and I've got some gold and silver myself as a result. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com and comparison shop there we've got gold and silver pieces and coins that are available to you and the prices are right there on the website so you can do some comparison shopping when you buy you help free talk live as a matter of fact for our audience uh, particularly there is a ludwig von mises piece there it's a mises pieces and uh <laughs> i'll hit you mises to pieces <laughs> which character was that i know the 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 line, but I can't I even think remember. of which cartoon character it was. Somebody, right, somebody right now is yelling it at their yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> at their speakers. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, eight five five four fifty free. We're going to come back here. You've got actually Mark a story related to. We've been talking about the police pulling people over uh, related to that in regards to like a get out of a pullover slash jail free card. We'll uh, talk about what that is here in a moment. But first, let's talk to Ty because you can call in and bring up anything you want. Ty in Tennessee on the amp lines. You're on with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Ty? Uh, Ty going once? Ty in Tennessee going twice? Something funny with our phone lines or maybe something happened to Ty? Okay, so it's Ty. Uh, we'll check back with him. 855-450-FREE. So we've been talking about, again, uh, people getting pulled over, the adrenaline rush that uh, that comes about for a lot of people. I, and there must be someone out there who, when they get pulled over, like some arch statist, someone who's totally inside the uh, the statist kind of paradigm, the pro-government uh, paradigm, who, when they see the police pulling them over, they just think to themselves, oh, great, I get to interact with one of my servants today. These guys sure are friendly. I really appreciate being pulled over by you today, officer how can i help you i'll tell you Uh, (laughs) the best officers though are the ones that you feel good when they leave when they're you know when they leave the the situation have you never had like where they say hey i'll give you a deal i'll only give you a 70 dollar ticket instead of 20 or 200 oh i've had several um, actually that's not true last year when we were at heike's birthday party and rich angel got busted and that cop threw me the keys and said here you can drive not realizing that I was drunker than everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my. I was like, okay, it was great to see you too. <laughs> I've met some very nice people that have been, you know, very cordial to me uh, as police officers. And yeah, I mean, except for the fact that they took your freedom away for so, a short period of time. Some of them, ha- you know, some of them have given tickets, some of them haven't. Uh, but, it, you know, what I'm saying is, is that a guy that's good at his job leaves the person feeling good when they walk away so at the same time i've had guys give me tickets and i feel good when they leave because they're you know sure was interactive right they're nice people um as a result so i'm just saying that they're the ones that are good at their jobs i get what you're saying toll-free number here again 855-450-FREE if you want to share your experiences but there are some people who are beneficiaries of the system when they get pulled over. They are perhaps the police themselves when they're off duty or police family members, uh, for instance, who can basically 
pull rank, so to speak. They can uh, they can drop a name, or they have a, for instance, they have a thin blue line sticker or license plate on the back of their car. There are these uh, subtle hints. I guess some of them aren't so subtle if you know what to look for. But there there are these uh, the, these indicators that some people can display. Now a lot of people think that if you just buy the what is it the little police supporters union thing and they put that on the back of their car that it's going to not help always going to go well. It doesn't you. always work. Because uh, the co- cops are kind of on to that one. And in fact, I've heard that the cops are on to the use of the thin blue line sticker as well. But it used to be something where if you had a thin blue line sticker on the back of your car, it used to be kind of a heads up to other police officers. Like, I think it still is. and Not as much as they, you might hope that it is. Um, but Well, at- I'll tell you what. I bought my truck uh, that I used, used to have to, to plow my driveway. I just found that um, I probably shouldn't be in possession of a truck. And, uh, you know, I was breaking it more often than uh, it was worth and i just pay somebody to dri- plow my driveway now mm-hmm. but um, i bought that truck from a police officer in massachusetts that police officer had a thin blue line sticker on the back of his new truck oh no doubt the cops have them uh in fact when we were in front of the cops so, house and they to, probably know the questions to ask the other cops to find to check out, them out who's who and yeah. what's what and i don't think that there's you'd have to be that arch status that you were talking about in order to believe that there isn't a second set of books you know a second set of rules professional courtesy that's given, what they call it professional courtesy professional courtesy given from one officer to another and another iteration of that has come come about now i don't know whether it's going to stick or not stick or, or exactly you know what what people think about it but it just it speaks to the situation that we have in this country and probably most countries every place that there is power that those that are in sort of the elite groups tend to afford others in those groups that uh, that kind of thing i mean i keep my fire department helmet specifically in my car so that they'll see it mm-hmm. i mean i should i, I put, keep cookies in my car these are never a bad yeah. idea um <laughs> but, you know but i keep it right there so you know at the very least some of them will say all right i've seen you at the accident here you know whatever you're out of here um and some of them won't i don't know but I, you know, I I wonder why all those guys from the the fire department have that AFL CIO uh, Maltese cross on, sticker on the back of their car, mm-hmm. and you know, the police officers have the 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 union thing and the whole thing. This one is called the Leo Pro Card, a law enforcement officer's professional courtesy card. The law enforcement officer's professional courtesy card, and it says the byline here is. Taking care of our own. Mm. Leo Pro cards uh, are sold only to members affiliated within the law enforcement industry, federal, state, municipal, and corrections, retirees, etc. They're plastic credit card sized uh, cr- professional courtesy. Wait, what's the website? I, I just thought I saw this the other day on Facebook. LeoProcards.com. LeoProcards.com. Okay. Intended for the sole use of the officer's immediately immediate family member or relative. Members? Whatever. I didn't write it. The uh, purpose of the law enforcement professional courtesy card is to provide just that, professional courtesy, during a minor traffic infraction. Leo Pro cards can be used in conjunction with uh, mini badges, PBA or FOP license plates or decals or even business cards. It's imperative that the cardholder of the law enforcement professional courtesy card understand the card is a privilege all decisions made by the law enforcement officer are at their own discretion. And so, you know, the the idea here is, is here's this card. You put it alongside your license or whatever. When you hand it to the police officer, they'll know that you're in the club or you're related to somebody in the club. And hopefully you won't get a ticket. 
I hate that. That makes me want to vomit. I think it makes most people want to vomit, but I think that most people realize it's a reality. Ask your That's law enforcement. That's not my reality. Ask your law enforcement <laughs> friend, whoever they might be, when the last time they got a ticket was. I mean, you know, as uh, uh, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized I just don't need to get wherever I'm going quite as quickly, and I don't get pulled over as often as I used to. But you know, a lot, of, a lot of police officers I've heard can drive well above the speed limit in lots of different places because they just don't believe they're going to get in trouble. Sure, and they're probably right. The speed limit, speed isn't what kills necessarily. It's distracted driving and all these other things, which are really far more dangerous on the road. But speeed, speed is what pays um, when it comes to. Law enforcement officers. So when I looked at this art, this uh, website before, I must have missed this glaring red text here that said they're sold only to members affiliated with. I think they may have just added that text. I feel like it, it was there a few days ago. Really? Was it? Yeah. I totally missed it because I. What does it say? <laughs> it says that uh, these professional courtesy cards are sold only to members affiliated within the law enforcement industry, which means. They're probably doing some sort of verification before they sell these. Yeah, you've got to have some kind of piece of paper. Or they might call your superior officer or something like that. Well, you could like buy that. cards and they'll tell you right there. I've what never they want. belonged to the right club. You know? <laughs> the toll free number here is 855 450 free. Well, you can always join the gang, Michelle, and then you're in the club. <laughs> can you see me in a uniform with a baton and a taser and a gun? <laughs> I bet you've had dressed up in a uniform before. <laughs> oh, my. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Whether you were holding a baton or not, I'm not so sure. <laughs> More this is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your super tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. And the toll-free number here is 855-453. Sickle CAI toll-free line joining you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that uh, await you there. There's a lot of stuff that uh, you can enjoy at freetalklive.com. But the main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site. So when you see the items on the main page there that have the numbers next to them, it might be a YouTube video or a news item or a blog post or something. Those were all put there by listeners like you. In fact, maybe it was you. But you can go to Submit Show Prep, as it's called, at freetalklive.com. Submit whatever it is that's online that you think is interesting. Could have been the Leo Pro cards. Uh, this could be something that we might have found on our website, just because anything I think goes. I saw it on the website, but uh, it, might have been, it might have been brought to my attention uh, elsewhere first. Right. And so then you once you've submitted something to the site, then others can vote on it, and they vote up or down. You get to vote on things the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning more eyeballs will be on it. In fact, including ours, which means we're more likely to talk about it on the air. So head on over and get interactive at freetalklive.com as we continue here. By the way, uh, one of the ways you can support the show is by shopping with us at shop.freetalklive.com. And you can enter Amazon through the links that you'll find there. Except now there are three Amazon links instead of four. Because all of a sudden, out of the blue today, I got an email from Amazon Germany saying that my account was 
I guess, involved in some sort of inappropriate transactions or something <laughs> like that. It, it had no explanation whatsoever. <laughs> and they basically told me, yeah, we're cutting off doing business with you. Good. Get lost. That's essentially what they told Hippie. me. And I have no idea what happened or why. So sorry to anyone that has ever bought through Amazon Germany. Actually, I don't know if anyone ever has. Yeah, you got a check from Amazon Germany not too long was ago. Was it Germany? It, was I think very, it, it wasn't, wasn't large. sure it wasn't the British pounds? Because normally I get checks from Amazon UK. Pretty sure. Well, anyway. Uh, so sorry to anyone in Germany. We're SOL. And they, they didn't explain why. I tried replying to the message and I got one of those bounce back things where it's like, we don't want to talk to you. <laughs> uh, they, they said, you can, you can reapply anytime that you want to. But if they're just going to kick me out for no specified reason... Anyway, not feeling real welcome, huh? If you're in the UK, Canada, or the US, you can still use our Amazon links. Those are all still active and, and up and running over at shop.freetalklive.com. I, I don't know what, what was going on there, but shop.freetalklive.com. You've got to be able to speak English yeah. to shop with Free Talk Live. Still exists. So head on over there and, uh, and thanks in advance for, for doing that. So we're going to continue here. Uh, we've been talking about the Leo Pro Cards. We'll also take your calls about what you want at 855 450 free. LeoProCards.com. Now, this is a professional courtesy card, as it's called. And the idea is, if you're a cop, you can order these cards. They will, uh, you can only have them delivered to the agency that you work for. Now, they say there are exceptions to that rule, like if you're a retired cop. So, I don't know what kind of vetting process they put these people through. You know, if you were to go and sign up for their website and claim, I'm retired, you know, what would they... What would they do? How would they verify? Would they call the department and ask them to check, you know, did so-and-so work for you? That sort I'm of thing. confused. You know that, that statue of Justice who's portrayed as a woman holding scales? Mm-hmm. I thought that she had a blindfold to show that she's that Justice is blind under the law. That sure. It, all people. Okay, I yeah. just, That's, I wanted to make sure I had the right statue. Yeah, they, they wouldn't make the statue where they, you know. She's peeking I, out. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever they would make the statue because or I'm crossing sure her fingers. Yeah. Whoever whoever uh, carved that statue initially of justice, surely there was you know the, there was professional courtesy going on in their time too. I mean, I, you know when when did people who have power not give preference to their people that they could be, that could benefit? Not them? in the history of man, I imagine. I don't mind professional courtesy. Like I'm sure that you all, you know. Uh, we'll get together, and if someone else is in the same um, industry or something, you extend a personal courtesy to them and they to you or what have you. But that's voluntary, and it's not required by any of us to support it or to pay for it or to um, – yeah, I don't even know, you know what it would mean in, in our terms. What- if somebody wanted a voiceover um, or something like that, and if you know they said they'd do it for you, I suppose – you know, I see what you're saying a, there. Big of okay. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's a voluntary trade, as exactly. you're saying. Exactly. And it's and you're not forcing or coercing anyone into supporting it and paying for it or whatever. And the idea that these police are getting special and preferential treatment really undermines the idea that they are they swear to uphold the law and the constitution. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, that's why I'm glad that uh, we're we're talking about this tonight because some people may not have heard of this. They they may not realize that this goes on. I, I there must be people out there that don't realize this goes on, like the people that just believe that everything's peachy with the police out there. Uh, in fact, there's some people who probably support this. They probably believe that I mean, even if they aren't cops, there are probably some uh, obedient 
so-called citizens out there that support the idea of the police's family being able to get out of uh, tickets. I, d- well, I bet they're in the minority, I a think small minority. There's always this uh, this story, and I'm not sure how, how many times it's happened, of the police officer pulling over his own mother. And often people will be shocked when people talk about that guy giving the ticket to his mom. Mm. And this is intended to show that, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this guy exists, all right? But I've heard the stories in the past of the, the cop giving the ticket to the mom. And surely there's an instance where some cop has given his mom some surely. ticket somewhere in time and place. But I don't think that cop's very common. And I think most people are shocked at the idea that that cop would give a ticket to his mother. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, just looked for cop tickets mom here and cop ticket Dallas cop tickets mom for not speaking English. I mean, that's just one of the results. I don't know if it's true or not, but probably a mom of something. <laughs> uh, that's true. May not have been his mom. But here's some testimonials from the ProCards website, leoprocards.com. For just two ninety nine a piece, you, if you're a law enforcement officer, can order. As many of these cards as you want to hand out to your buddies and your uh, your family members and probably sell on the black market. I imagine that's that may be happening. Some enterprising cop it won't take may, long. Uh, yeah, or or you know figure out how to uh, to dupe them because they can't be that technically complicated. I'd be very curious to see what one of these looks like. Uh, according to Mike F. from the LAPD, allegedly, these are the uh, testimonials on their site, I purchased several cards for my family members. A few weeks later, my sister was pulled over and provided her driver's license and the Leo Pro card to a CHP officer who gave her a warning. Great concept! Another one here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wonder how many cops are just tur- so totally turned off by this that they just, I mean, it just, it just turns their stomach. To me... I, I, you know, I, mean, I bet it's a small amount of them. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Some of them, I don't know how many, but I can tell you that to it me, would be what the this, most honest cops. This, to me, what this speaks of is a class privilege. Mm-hmm. Not that necessarily that anyone will, uh, that you know, that all of them will uh, agree to this privilege or allow this privilege or anything like that. Just that it exists. It exists in people's mind. It exists in different places, and you know. I, that it, just how it is. I, I remember uh, just a couple of uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I was in the grocery store. I saw a guy with a you know one of these little badges on his uh, shirt, the sewn in shirt, mm-hmm. and I could tell from it he was the guy that does one of the guys that does the mutual aid here locally. Gotcha. So I, you know, I I work with him in this way that he you know broadcasts over a device that I'll wear on my hip during the day um, as a volunteer firefighter. Yeah, oh, you know, hey, whoa, you know, talk to the guy and that kind of thing you know if they have that level of camaraderie there's not going to be a ticket given generally but if it's just like this handing of the the card over i demand you not give me a ticket i'm related to another officer i don't know how that's going to necessarily go well according to jeff p in detroit police (laughs) he says another way to display camaraderie use the term right there mark uh, camaraderie i'm not going to yeah i'm not going to claim that this won't work i'm just this just speaks of the class privilege. There is a class distinction in the United States. If you don't believe it, you're just not paying attention. Absolutely. There are those that are in the club of government and those that are out of the club of government. Now, there are different varying levels of the club of government. I can tell you that people, that police officers generally don't have a great deal of respect for, say, TSA officers, but FBI agents don't have a great deal of respect for police officers. The uh, highway patrol generally expects uh, a certain amount of uh, deference from the local uh, police departments and the, the county sheriffs. 
And, you know, there's this whole pecking order hierarchy thing that goes on in between. So wouldn't it be great if some of us activists that were really smart, like me, (laughs) that's a joke, um, could figure out a way to beat them at their own game and pit them against each other? You know, I've I've noticed since living here in New Hampshire that they kind of isolate us. You know, I mean, here that happened with Derek when he was kind of on his own, you know, on, in his bicycle and wasn't really in a group and what have you. And and then also our friend Josh, who is in jail, he was jaywalking. I'm sure if he'd been jaywalking with a whole group, then he probably they wouldn't have messed with it. They wouldn't have messed with them. Right. They're bullies. And so, right. And so if, if you can pick one off and, you know, that's what I'd like to see. I am going to file a complaint against the officer that arrested um, Derek, based on the on the video mm-hmm. and how that was offensive to me, it was also offensive the idea. If yeah. I lived in this neighborhood where he was going by with his sirens blaring and everything in the middle of the afternoon and disturb my nap or whatever, I'd be very upset. You should do that, Michelle, and talk yeah. to the uh, the police chief while you're at it if you can, because yes. he won't talk to me. He's on a a uh, he's given me the silent treatment recently. Eight five five four fifty free because he's you know my servant and everything. 855-450-3733. So accountable to the people that pay his salary. You can take control of the airwaves here. Coming up, hour number two, this is Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping, and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. That is, again, the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And uh, plenty of stuff on the table to discuss. Coming up, Michelle, you'll be talking about the Department of Homeland Security apparently is now reaching internationally and is attempting to and or being successful at, we'll find out more, at actually attempting or at, at actually stopping air travel that they don't want to happen from happening, even if it has nothing to do with the United States. Correct. So we'll get to the details on that here. First, though, we're going to try one more time for Ty in Tennessee. Ty, uh, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amplines. Greetings. Yeah, I made it this time. Hey, I was just uh, listening to the podcast from last night, and something struck me from hearing you talk about the uh, transgendered um, uh, beauty queen in Canada. 
Uh, yes, Jenna Talakova. That, that, <laughs> that's a sassy name. What is so? Wait a minute. What is that's so funny? What me. Well, that, hang that on a second, April, Ty. Wait April a minute. What 1st. is so, Wait, wait, Ty. One second here. April what is so 1st. funny? What is so funny, Mark? I, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, a transgendered person. Jenna yeah. Genitalia. Genitalia. Oh, you just now got that's that? That's interesting. But I saw that story no, before that. April 1st, oh and I love that uh, that's the first name. I didn't look at it too thoroughly because, you know, I just didn't, I don't, I don't know. Um, it didn't entirely inspire me as the, as you know, the top story that I wanted to bring in. But, yeah, genitalia, that's, um, you know, kind of funny for somebody who might have had theirs cut off. Yeah, they didn't even make that connection. Yeah, I bet it's, it it's didn't. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Ty, with you know, what you're saying. Is it the well, perverted I'm just wondering, girl you know, either, either it's very bad timing, you know, to have a news story like that around April 1st, or she just has a very unfortunate name. I don't know which, but I haven't tried to vet the story. Uh, I don't know how reliable the sources are. But it's I'm sure just, Genitalia thinks that she's, she's finger-looking good. Oh, God. It's Genitalikova. Genitalikova. So, I, you know, I mean, I just... And she's hot, by the way, I'd like to say. She's a very attractive lady. Born as a man. I just don't even know what to say about her. I'm just thinking, what are the the odds that you've got an extremely hot, transgendered, formerly male, now female, that's a beauty queen, around April Fool's Day, and the story comes out? And the story that came out yesterday, just to clarify, uh, the story that came out yesterday was that she was allowed into the tournament that uh, she'd been kicked out of. So the news hit over a week ago, uh, back when it was still March, that she had been ejected from the Miss Universe Canada tournament. So we had given you that news last night and then followed up with a phone call from somebody who said, hey, heads up, there's news today that she's been allowed back into the tournament. So, uh, no, Jenna Talakova is not a joke. Well, maybe it's just unfortunate bit of phonetics. Maybe so, but thanks for bringing that up, Ty. Anything else you want to share? That's all. All right, appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Yeah, I mean, it could be a, you know, a transgendered uh, female to male uh, named Richard. I mean, you know, there's there's all kinds of... And then called Dick? Yeah, that would be what they would call. Uh, right. That's a, one of the nicknames for Richard. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, go ahead. I mean, pull, pull her up there. Uh, Jenna Talakova, T A L A C K O V A, and she's pretty stunning. Yeah, okay. an attractive. Um, I'll pull woman. her up. Yeah. Speaking of Richard, do you know that we almost named my son Faisal um, Richard Faisal, and we were gonna oh call, my goodness, we were going to call him <laughs> Dick Face for short. All right, let's continue here and talk to Daryl, listening in Pennsylvania on I eighty four. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Ian and Michelle. How are you? Hey, Daryl. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, uh, well, a friend of mine sent me a text that you guys were talking about uh, people getting pulled over and police stories. Yes, sir. And I had a situation last night that was fairly interesting. All right. Tell and me And you're on it. your way here to New Hampshire, right? I am on my way there <laughs> to New Hampshire. Uh, now, you're just coming up for a visit, or are you going to be moving here? I am moving. Woohoo! Wow, congratulations. Now, is this the yeah, Daryl who owns his I'm own uh, book? by midday tomorrow. Is this the Daryl who owns his own book publishing company that publishes liberty-minded material? Yes. That, that, is that great. would be me. In, into what size vehicle did you manage to get your life? Because, uh, you know, having moved up here, I've seen all kinds of different people, uh, you know, come in all kinds of different sized vehicles. A Nissan Sentra. Oh, my. You, are, you are a Spartan individual, my friend. Yes. 
If it didn't fit in the car, it sat by the dumpster, and some lucky scavenger took it. There you go. Excellent. So tell me about your pullover. Last night, I was in uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, and I like to keep my license plate in the rear window. Mostly because they've got the little, well, they've got the barcodes on there now, and they can be read going through intersection. And I don't like that. So I keep it in the rear window. Now, you know, and it also fools the red light cameras just in case one malfunctions and takes a picture of the car. They'll yeah. see, oh, there's no tag right here where it normally is. So, so that's not uh, illegal? That's not illegal to put something in the, in an alternate location? Uh, every law that I have read on display of license plates says must be clearly seen from the rear of the vehicle. Okay, interesting. Yes. So I get pulled over in Gaithersburg, Maryland was visiting a friend of mine and was actually following her back to her place because she was going to let me sleep on the couch. Police officer pulls me over. She does a U-turn at the next available light, comes and parks in front of me. Well, the officer came up and, you know, of course, papers, please. So I hand him my registration, my ID, and my insurance card. Mm -hmm. He looks at it, goes back to his car. He's back there for several minutes and comes up and says, well, you know, your registration expired two days ago. said, yeah, well, I left Texas before the end of the month, so, you know, I didn't feel the need to renew when I'm going to wind up registering the vehicle in another state when I get there in a couple of days. You should have he renewed. Says, well, I don't understand. Just saying uh, Actually, you I, I, I don't plan. Well, I was going to renew. But I didn't have my current insurance card. I had the insurance card that takes effect in two more days. Mm. And they would not accept that as proof of insurance. So you were in no man's land then, basically. Right. And he said, I don't understand why you have an Arizona ID instead of a Texas ID. I said, well, I used to live in Arizona. And nobody ever told me that I had to get a Texas ID. None of your business, officer. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he said, you know, you're supposed to. But the main reason, the real reason that I did not turn in the Arizona ID and get a Texas ID, Arizona IDs are good until you're 65 years old. Really? And you, Arizona, you don't have Arizona to renew is it? not compliant, not until you're 65. Wow. And Arizona <laughs> is not compliant with real ID, which okay. is the national ID card. Mm, that's nice. So yeah. I plan on keeping the Arizona License, even after I moved to New Hampshire. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, yeah, why would you I, volunteer I for that New stuff? New Hampshire also doesn't comply with the real ID, but I just like the fact that it expires when I'm 65. I love so that. I that's that's amazing. Do, and you, do you have to get a social, have a Social Security number to get that Arizona usually. license? Uh, yes, you do. Okay. But you don't have to get the fingerprints, which is one of the requirements for real ID. Got it. All right, cool. Well, thanks for but sharing anyway, that. He, he, he tells me, uh, you know, the Arizona ID is technically invalid because I don't live there anymore. I said, well, I don't really live anywhere right now. <laughs> he laughed and said, good point. That's All funny. Right, I'm going to let you go. Wow. But I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm Wait. so confused. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to let you go. He said, I'm going to let you go, but what? Yeah. There was a problem with my friend. With your friend? Apparently, while she, 
my, my friend that I was following home that pulled in front of me. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. While got he's it. talking to me, an officer goes and asks her for our papers. Hold that thought. We're going to come back to the rest of your story here in a moment. Uh, more with Daryl, and we'll find out what happened on the road there. Apparently, the cop just let him go, even though he didn't have a registered vehicle. It's always nice when that happens. Mm-hmm. 855-450-FREE, because he certainly could have ticketed him, I would think. For a registered outside the state? I mean, For an unregistered vehicle. Okay. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, You can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and the toll-free number here is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. And those features include our mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams. That's M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Also, you can access the podcast through that. Uh, Michelle and I were in the LRN.FM studio kitchen a moment ago, and she was commenting on the knife set uh, that is in there. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, that's actually from our sponsor, ManVenture. That's right, ManVentureOutpost.com. They have everything the outdoors enthusiast could want for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, and some things that can be used for household uh, purposes. Yeah. Like I said, they've got uh, knives and scopes and binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. Many of those knives are knife sets that you could use in your kitchen. As a matter of fact, they've got, also got ammunition. Some of the best rates that you're going to be able to find on these items, name brands, too, at, at manventureoutpost.com. If, before you buy anything that has to do with camping, hunting, fishing, or shooting, um, you're going to want to go to manventureoutpost.com and check out their rates first because that's really what, the, really what they offer is some of the best value you're going to find. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. You use coupon code FTL, get 5% off at manventureoutpost.com. All right, so we're continuing here. Daryl is en route to New Hampshire, as uh, I presume is part of the Free State Project. Daryl, are you a Free State Project participant? Yes, I am. And so you are driving this direction uh, as we speak. You were giving us a rundown of a situation that happened to you last night as you were on the road with a friend uh, you were visiting uh, on the way up here, and you were pulled over. Uh, The cop had run your tags, found out that the registration had expired two days prior in Texas. It was not a current registration. He brings this issue up. You, he asks you about your ID, which is from Arizona, as to why you don't have an ID from Texas, if your car is registered in Texas, etc. Uh, ultimately, you pointed out that you don't even live anywhere because you're in the process of going somewhere else. And, uh, and he actually let you go with essentially a warning, right? Uh, actually, he let me go with nothing. Huh. In Maryland, they actually give you warnings. If they give you a warning, it's written. It's written. I got you. So he just let you go, but your friend had also pulled over at the same time, and you're about to get into uh, what happened there. She she pulled – she 
did a U-turn, came back and pulled in front of him because I had to follow her. Mm-hmm. And he asked if I knew who it was in front. I said, yeah, that's my friend. I'm staying with her tonight. I have to follow her home. Right, because it'll creep a he cop out. It, officer, it'll creep him out a little bit that? if somebody else. It'll creep him out a little bit if somebody else rolls up on their scene and uh, kind of pulls over and just sits there. It, they may not. They, right. That's why he asked you what was going on with it. Right. So he sent an officer up to her, and I actually called her and had my phone on speaker. Mm-hmm. That way, she could hear anything that happened in case you know I got pulled out of the car and arrested. Right. She wouldn't know why. She didn't hear the entire conversation. Well, I hear the officer that walked up to her ask her, basically, you know, your papers. Was I needed your driver's license and registration. Huh. And she said, am I being pulled over as well? He said, no, but since you're stopped and you're with the car that we did pull over, we have the right to ask you these questions just to, you know, make sure that you're who he says you are, blah, blah, blah. You Interesting. Know, verify the story. And so, you know, because it was kind of late at night, and I guess she didn't feel like arguing about whether or not she had to show anything. She shows the ID and registration. Apparently, her registration was actually suspended back in, I believe it was October or November of last year. Well, she was in Utah for work. Her registration was suspended or her driving privileges were? Her registration, the vehicle registration was suspended because her emissions check was not current. Got it. But she never got anything in the mail saying, your registration is suspended. Oh, no. Please do this to comply. So she actually got a written warning about the emissions, but she had to go get get that taken care of, and then they'd take care of the written warning. I think they call that a fix-a-ticket or something like that. Yeah, but it it actually says on there, warning. Right, it's good. Most places it, 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 it is considered a ticket, but apparently in Maryland it's not. And while this is happening, the officer that was dealing with me was standing right next to me and told me there's a problem with her emissions. He said, it's basically a revenue generator that they have here in Maryland. (laughs) That was really odd. The the cop admitted emissions checks are revenue generators. There you go. Reminds me of the... uh... He asked why I was moving to New Hampshire. He said, based on your bumper stickers, doesn't look like you're going to fit that up in New Hampshire. He says it doesn't look like... I had the chance to tell the officer about the Free State Project. He said based on your bumper stickers... You did or did not have the chance? I did. Yeah. A lot of people, hold on, he said based on your bumper stickers, stickers. it doesn't make it look like you would fit in? Yeah, because most people have the perception that New Hampshire, I guess, is like ultra-conservative, and I have very libertarian bumper stickers on my car. I think that people think that New Hampshire... anti-war stickers. I have one Uh. that says, I am authorized to question authority. Another one that says, I do not consent to a search. Great. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I have one that says the president is lying, and that basically fits no matter who the president is. Yeah, right. I love it. Um, a, a, another I, thing that the people last count, I have over fifty bumper stickers on my car. Oh wow. my, you're one of those cars. <laughs> 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 they love you at libertystickers.com. Um, 
Yes, yes, they do. This is, uh, you know, some people will also think that New Hampshire is ultra liberal and ultra statist because the rest of New England is, and they just kind of lump it all together. You know, oh, right. Connecticut and Rhode Island and Massachusetts and you know Vermont and all these places. I don't know what liberal or conservative really means because I think it means, means different, different things to, to different, different people. people. But I think that ultimately New Hampshire doesn't fall into either one of those categories. It's a really unusual right. place where the Republicans, where some really Republicans will vote for. I was going to say some uh, some Republicans will uh, vote. Free state project. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry, we both talked over, over each other twice there. Say again. Uh, I said I just thought it was really neat that I got the chance to tell him about the Free State Project and trying to get twenty thousand libertarians to New Hampshire. I think that's that's great. And you know, when it comes to New Hampshire, uh, you've got Republicans here that'll vote for gay marriage, and you've got Democrats that own guns and you know support gun rights. So it's a really unusual place. It's it's hard to really pigeonhole it. Yeah, and hopefully within the next several years to get even more libertarian. Hopefully, the more people we can get here, the better, and the sooner they can get here, the better, uh, because we've already made, a, I think, a pretty good impact considering the size, the relatively small amount of people that have come here. Only a 1,000 people are in-state, and I would say of those 1,000, you know, I don't know how many of them are actually devoting a whole lot of time to being a, a, as active as they possibly can. Uh, I think everybody's got different levels of interaction and different levels of activity that are right for them in their lives wherever they're at right now. So the more people we can get here, several thousand more, I think it make a huge difference, and it can't happen soon enough. So I'm glad to hear that you're on your way. Drive safe, Daryl, and uh, as I understand it, you're going to be uh, arriving in Keene. Uh, yeah, I'll be stopping in Keene. Uh, it should be midday tomorrow. Exciting. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks for the call tonight, and uh, again, have a safe trip. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can, of course, learn more about the Free State Project. We'll tell you more about it here in a little bit. And we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. 855-453, this is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, it's no problem. Just click, download, take as many as you would like, going all the way back to late 2006, Probably more than you could possibly, in any realistic amount of time, listen to over at freetalklive.com. You'd have to have a lot of, a lot of available time to listen <laughs> to all the uh, the uh, downloads that we have available. Yep, so it's all free, freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. As we were just talking with Daryl, uh, he's on his way up from, I think it was San Antonio? Is that where he's from in, t- in Texas? He's from Texas, yeah. Yeah, and so he's on his way up, driving up from uh, from Texas, uh, packed up just a Nissan Sentra full of stuff and got rid of the rest of his uh, stuff. Mark, you should have taken a, a cue from him yeah, you too. on the way up here. 
Uh, you're the one who filled up that moving moving truck. Pool. You had I got the rid other of the couch. half of it. I got rid of the TV. I got rid of all my big stuff. Oh, man. right, yeah. I had to bring up the I'm studio. I'm going to channel Derek put- right now. Ladies, that's enough. <laughs> Mark brought up his junk drawers and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I found a can when I was making cookies today. I use um, a little baking soda and cornstarch, but if you don't want to uh, use that, you can use baking powder. Mm-hmm. So... I looked at my baking powder, and I've had the same container since 2009. I don't throw anything away. Oh, I thought you were going to say like 2000. No, (laughs) but still. (laughs) Yeah, I don't throw anything away. Ian hates things. Just hates things. So he'll go through all of his stuff and just throw stuff out. Sometimes I'll regret it. Yeah, sometimes. And this is is the fine line, right? There's there's certainly some value to minimizing and having a simplistic lifestyle. Isn't that a Quaker value, Mark? Uh, Simplicity is, but what's it mean to you? Simplicity Uh. also means not having to go out and buy new stuff. I mean, it's kind of wasteful to throw things away and then go out and buy new ones, How many phones have you had in the last year? Like cell phones? Yes. Several. Uh, one? Nah. Well, I mean, there's one. I Okay, uh, let's see. The last phone I had, I kept for a year and a half before I replaced it. Okay. It's his hobby to hack cell phones, though. Right. I had the same cell phone for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> well, back when cell phones weren't as useful, I held on to them longer. Or when they weren't as uh, computer, right. computerized. Versatile. Yeah. Although some could argue they're not as versatile as phones now. I think you've made a real good point on that, Mark. A lot of these phones makes it difficult to actually make yeah. a phone call. I yearn for the day when I used to have a, a phone clipped to my uh, you know, side of my belt where I could just pull it off, flip it, and talk to somebody. And press a button. It's, if you, ha- you could set it so you just flipped it and it would answer. Oh, but what I mean by you could, you could dial by pressing a button. On, all, on right. all those old phones, you could just hold a button down and hold then a button you know, down have a memory and dial. dial. You can't do that these days. No, there's several button, you know, button. By the button, I mean right. screen touches. If I have to call you, Mark, it's, it's actually several presses. Even though I've, I've made you a favorite on my phone, uh, I, you know, it's, it's still Bro, several man. presses to get to that. <laughs> we, we have a business You together. have to touch a lot in order to get to Mark. That's I get it. Right. <laughs> hey, and when you're in a car there's you know these these four well, you swipes me. You're, you're across the center line and uh you know in in, in the path mm. of an oncoming semi yeah <laughs> so i don't know where we were going with this oh yeah free state project uh so you can go to freestateproject.org and learn more about a movement that encourages like-minded liberty-oriented people to all focus their efforts on one place and really I still have yet to hear a better idea than this as far as achieving liberty in our lifetime. I know there's the one where you can go out to sea and live all by yourself or live with a few people out at sea. All uh, by yourself, sea. please. But uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't like – see, here's one of my problems. I just don't like it when other people get aggressed against. I have a problem with that. Yes. And there, the viewpoint that uh, Julia, who was here last night, was, uh, was saying, uh, I think on the air, was about how you know, she, she just kind of stays out of things. Maybe that wasn't on the air. But anyway, she kind of stays, uh, stays out of things these days because she feels more free when she's not doing activism. And I think it's a fair argument to make that if you're doing activism that uh, they can target you. They can come after you. I mean, Michelle, you've been pulled over for not having a car registered. I've gone to jail. Derek is in jail right now. Uh, so, and, and the more active you are, the more likely they are to target you. So I get it that 
you know, not everybody wants to go to jail. Not everybody wants to do freedom of travel activism. Not everybody wants to take those sorts of risks. But there's different types of activism, obviously, like, you know, writing letters to the editor probably isn't going to get you put in jail. But then again, if you write a letter to the editor that's really critical of the police department, they may decide to remember your name and address and uh, decide to target you. So anytime you make yourself known as a threat to the status quo, there's a chance they're going to crack down on you. So some people's viewpoint is, well, if I can just lay low, then I'll be able to live more free. And it's probably true for a time. Until they decide that something that you're doing that you enjoy is a criminal act and that uh, they're going to come after you for it. I think what's clear is that if you want to work towards more freedom for other people, sort of a more free society, that uh, the Free State Project is a a good place to start for that. Um, It's the best option. What else is there? If you want to be more free yourself – I think that there's some options within the Free State Project, but there may be other things coming down the pipe um, that that might work better. Sure, you can always move into the woods out in some place that has no zoning laws or whatever, and you know, seclude yourself. That's always an option. But I can't. I don't like the idea that other human beings are being aggressed against. Certainly, it's bad enough halfway across the world, uh, but it's also happening here. And some people, you know, they minimize the idea of focusing locally because they'll say, well, there's all these horrible things happening to people, you know, halfway around the world. Yeah, well, what are you going to do about that? Well, right. What can you really do about that? And besides that, there are innocent people right here in your hometown that are being put behind bars, being aggressed against on a regular basis, and they haven't hurt anybody else. And as long as that's going on, I feel like I should do something about it. So... Yeah, I could live an easier lifestyle if I didn't go out there and put anything on the line. Sure, it wouldn't be as risky, but I wouldn't feel like I, I wouldn't feel like I was doing anything to stop the rise of tyranny. And I think that as long as tyranny is affecting someone's life negatively, then that needs to stop. And I also know that inherently, eventually, some someday it could come around to to affect me. Of course it could. You know, I spent um, a glorious four weeks down in, in Florida this year, and I was really happy to do that, especially mm. after last year. It was just cold and my tailbone. It was just, I, it was a wreck. And I had no idea that New Hampshire was going to have such an unseasonably warm winter. <laughs> the, uh, I believe March was a record setting warm month. Like yeah. of all time, this March in New Hampshire, the warmest ever. It's like 75, 80 record. degrees. It was amazing. It was, at some points. But that, you know, um, notwithstanding, I, I was seeking sunlight and warmth. And so, um, so I enjoyed myself and there are all these things down in Florida that I love yoga and Zumba and diving in the ocean and the beach and food and shopping. And, and, you know, it's just, it's heaven for me in so many ways, but you know, I would really, I would have a conversation with someone and I'd get so lonely Really, for here. Yeah. Because people just don't get it, mm. you know? And I, I talk to everyone at every restaurant I go to. You're and- talking about average people. Not like activist kinds of people. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so just, you know, I'd run in and I'd chat to people. But even even here, the non-activists, the the, the general Granite Stater, New Hampshireian, whatever, native, um, there's a self-reliance and there's a, a um, kind of a, an, a love for liberty that I think is, is just bred within this, more this innate. state. Yeah. yeah, more so than anywhere I've ever been or lived within the United States. So even if the Free State Project wasn't here, for people that, that love liberty and love 
just to kind of be left alone. New Hampshire is a pretty ideal place. Well, those people have been moving before the Free State Project. Sometimes you'll meet someone who says, oh, I moved for those same reasons, but before the Free State Project ever even existed. You know, somebody that wanted to escape from, say, New York or Massachusetts or halfway across the country to come to someplace that's more free because already New Hampshire wins as the most free state in the Mercatus Center uh, study that they did of, of all 50 states. So it's already, you know, allegedly the most free in a variety of different ways, but it still has a sh- its share of problems. I mean, the, the government here runs the liquor monopoly. They're the only people that can legally sell uh, liquor here, for instance, is one example. Uh, they'll put people in jail for driving to work. You drive, drive while suspended too many times. You get a habitual offender and you're in jail for a year. Property I mean, taxes are, property are by, taxes, you know, insane. Some places, compared to some places, they're cheap, but compared to other places, they're, they're compared in the Compared to where I come road. from in Florida, they are way more expensive yeah, uh, here. I would agree. And uh, so it's got some real problems. But that's why it's a project. We're here to work on those problems. Not just uh, sit back and try to live as free as possible. I think that it's important to uh, to help other people be free if they want it. You know, if you want to be enslaved, then by all means, you can have someone tell you what to do. I won't stand in the way of you, but everybody else that wants to be free should be. So join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org and join us on the air here at 855-450-FREE and bring up whatever's on your mind. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have for you there, and you can also support the show by going to promote.freetalklive.com. And that's where you'll find various different tools that you can use, like flyers you can print out and post or... Uh, for instance, we also have web graphics. You can add banners to your website. You've got high-res graphics you can use to make your own Free Talk Live whatever, T-shirts, etc. Socks. I don't know. Whatever you want to use those graphics for. <laughs> there. Just work for socks as well. Uh, it's all there for you at promote.freetalklive.com and instructions on how you can get your own bumper sticker. Uh, once again, that's uh, promote.freetalklive.com. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Now, uh, during I think it was during the break, uh, Michelle, you were talking about yoga. And I, I have a yoga-related story <laughs> that is out of uh, New York. And we've been talking about New York, the Empire State, constantly on the hunt for more cash, like most governments are out there. I mean, it's an economic downturn. Uh, people's housing uh, houses aren't worth what they used to be. So therefore, the governments can't charge the same amount of property taxes in the same way that they used to without raising taxes. Uh, and so – and certainly that is happening in some places. Taxes are going up in order to – have the government get the same amount of money in when the economy's going down because the government doesn't want to cut. They don't want to cut their their government their size of their so-called business, but all the rest of us, of course, you know, the average person is to cut back. And uh, so governments right. are trying to they don't have to cut back because they can demand your money. That's right. 
and they will. A boss can fire you, your customers cannot buy as much, but the government can kick you and your family out of your house or throw you in jail, depending on the uh, particular instance with the tax. They sure can. And they're also, and coming, up, they're also coming up with other ways to raise revenue. Uh, of course, you've always got the, the police, which are essentially revenue agents. Uh, in many ways, they can always go out and write more tickets. That's one way to do it. Uh, there's the uh, snitch suggestions where they'll offer you money to snitch out your neighbors for some non-crime. See something, say something kind right. of thing. And so that's a way to get neighbor to turn against neighbor and uh, and have more so-called crimes reported. Of course, again, we're not it's talking like draconian. about... draconian. Yeah, we're not talking about anything with victims here. We're talking about snitching out your neighbor for, say, you know, leaving the garbage cans out a day early or a day too late or, you know, having the grass grow too tall. These sort sorts of things and uh, or maybe you know your neighbor is cheating on their taxes so-called of course i don't think it's cheating if you're just keeping your own money uh but there's no here's another one for you uh, by the way new york is where we're talking about new york another example is where they are talking about uh adding in a toll at toll booths for bicyclists in new york city what so again just trying to squeeze as much money out of people as they possibly can in new and innovative ways uh, now, here's the latest one from Wall Street Journal, WSJ.com. The New York Department of Taxation and Finance decided that yoga studios fall into a category of businesses, specifically weight control or health salons, that must pay the city's levy, according to officials. Is it levy or levy when you're talking about tax? Levy. Levy. Either. The, de- the decision was uh, revealed last April, and a bulletin from the department is now sinking in as yoga studios across the city prepare their taxes. The state, which collects the city's sales tax, already began. That's right. In New York, you have if you if you live and work in New York City, you're paying federal uh, federal income tax, you're paying uh, state income tax, and city income tax as well. Lovely. Well, you know, the New York City is is a center of commerce. That and London, there's a few other metros around the world that can really claim these. And I can see why they say to themselves, so much money changes hands here that we are a particular and singular place for that kind of thing. So we'll we'll have taxes too, right? People are going to go there to do business. So why not why not tax them while they're there? If it moves, tax it, right? Uh, so they go on here and they point out that the city – now we're talking about the sales tax If it continues to move, regulate it. And if it stops moving, subsidize it. <laughs> we're talking about the uh, city sales tax here. And it says they've begun auditing yoga studios already, presenting them in some case – get this – in some cases with bills for back sales taxes for the past three years. So these government bureaucrats – pass some new regulation or they decide to apply a regulation to the yoga studios. This regulation is already in existence. The right. sales tax regulations were already in it's existence. It's a new interpretation of an old regulation. But yeah. Basically, some bureaucrats said, oh, yeah, hmm. we could go after the yoga studios. And This so, isn't religious. This is weight loss. So that's what they did. And now they're saying, oh, well, according to our rules, we can uh, go ahead and assess you taxes for three years ago. Surprise! Oh, wait, you didn't budget for that when you were doing your uh, your business in the last three years? You didn't budget for the idea that now all of a sudden you're going to owe some arbitrary amount of money to the, the city of New York or the state? Of course they didn't I wonder if there's a way. way around that to just take donations. Well, there's all, you know, in many cases, there are some loopholes. You would have to probably hire a lawyer to figure out what those loopholes would be. Because- I mean, to go forward, though, I mean, like um, if if you are a donation driven mm-hmm. organization, but you're not a 501c3 thing, 
can you, you don't have to, how, how can they have you report that? You know the what I mean? The church of yoga. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that far off. Yoga is really sort of a it was meditation started almost. as a religious practice. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it, it it it's gained its popularity because it provides people They're with the phys- eight arms of yoga, physical well being. So, according to the it's spokes like bureaucrat for the Department of Taxation and Finance, he says we do see this as a fairness issue. He noted that Pilates studios have to pay sales tax. See, it's only fair. I mean, <laughs> Pilates people, they have to pay. Well, so. Pilates is just exercise. What's the problem? So now you have to pay yoga yoga people. Uh, see, this is how the yoga people will be, but like, but no, we're special. Mm-hmm. Businesses that provide similar services, he says, should be subject to the same taxes in the city. Of course, this is how they uh, they continue to spread the size of government. They'll just come up, well, everyone else is paying for this, so you should pay too. Uh, it's only fair. It's your fair share. Yoga classes have been around forever and not taxed, according to the executive director of Yoga for New York, a lobbying group. She said the new tax policy should, uh, could not have come at a worse time with the industry just beginning to get back on its feet after the economic downturn. Or what <laughs> she said, the industry that's not. <laughs> or what she termed the yoga crisis. Like most businesses. <laughs> See, this is exactly what they're doing. They're right. saying we're special. A crisis in yoga, though, that, that is it's funny. <laughs> like most businesses, yoga studios would likely pass the sales tax on to the customer, forcing prices up. How would else? West added, it's important to the city that we have stress relieving activities. This is the, again, yoga lady, uh, that are affordable to all levels of income. Something like this is a threat to that. Last Monday afternoon, more than 70 yoga managers, studio owners, and instructors sat down in the lotus position to discuss the tax issue (laughs) and other troubles at Yoga Union, a studio in the Flatiron District. Wes said the atmosphere was concerned, dynamic, and productive. But hey, we all know they're going to pay up. Because if they don't, men with guns are going to come into their yoga studio and put a hole in their chakra. That's a good one. That's a good one. Which one, though? Aren't there several? Moody Adabundi. Yeah. Whichever one. That's your taint. Oh, God. Okay, eight five five four fifty. They do have one right Is there. Is there a chakra down there? <laughs> yes. There's also that's your root chakra. See, I don't know these things. Also a uh, uh, what, what? These what are, are they energy call centers, right? That's what a chakra the is. Pins. For those yes. What do they call that? Uh, the pins. Acupuncture. Uh, acupuncture spot there too. So now that's a chakra, right? Am I correct? It's an energy center in your. I body? would defer to Michelle on chakras. <laughs> yes, basically, it's like that. You've got one at your nine third eye, eight of them, I believe. Okay. Seven or eight. What at your third eye in your forehead, and then mm-hmm. it goes down your throat and your um your breastbone and your belly your, your and then your moody adabundi i just think it's so fun to say that it <laughs> does sound like a fun word so look out uh yoga instructors slash customers of uh, new york city now you will have to pay some arbitrary amount of money to a group of bureaucrats who's done absolutely nothing for you I mean, it's not like they're returning any value to your business. Well, they've done something, but if you you should be able, they should be able to done? sell it to you. Well, you know, the, the the city of New York has done whatever the city of New York has done. But what you have they done for claim, yoga studios? What's that? What have they done for yoga studios? They've paved the streets so customers can get there. Gas taxes. Uh, well, I understand where you're coming from, but they they tend to talk about these things all coming from the same pot. Yeah. The problem is, is that they're not clear as to what you're buying. If you walked into a store and you're you, buying protection, and, and you've got whatever it is that you come out with, and somebody says four hundred and fifty dollars, you're like, what? You're well, helping to pay the millions and millions of dollars in overtime to for the police to uh, corral the occupiers. There's that too. That's included. 
Uh, but really, you're buying protection. That's the service you're buying. You're buying the service of them not coming in and screwing your life up and it's destroying your business. Protection in the sense that the mafia side. Right. Protection. Hey, you know, you got a really nice place yoga studio here. I love, you an offer you can't I love all the little cubby holes for the shoes. And, <laughs> you know, it doesn't smell too much like sweat in here. It'd so, be a uh, shame to see it all burned down. Yeah. It'd be a shame to see you and uh, everybody kicked out of here and the lock put on the door. And uh, if you try to do anything about it, something really bad would happen. 855-450-FREE. That's how it goes. Hour number three is on the way here. 1-855-450-3733. Coming up, new international travel rules being forced down the world's throat by the Department of Homeland Security. Michelle's going to tell us about it. Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free lines we launch here into the third hour of the program. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts about whatever's on your mind. one 855 free Here tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. All right, so we invite you over to our website, freetalklive.com. Get interactive with a variety of features that you will find waiting for you there. Uh, freetalklive.com, you can actually control the content of the site, add different items to it, and then others vote on those items. Maybe it's a YouTube video or news post or whatever. You add it to the site, and then others vote, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. We're going to go with a little bit of international news that uh, has something to do with the U.S., though, in that, as you explained it to me, and you're going to give us details here, Michelle, uh, the Department of Homeland Security is now imposing rules on international flights that don't even come to the United States or come from the United States. Or come into U.S. airspace. What is going on? Where is this coming from? What's the reporting agency? The reporting agency is the independent out of uh, the UK. UK, okay. Mm-hmm. It used to be when I was, you know, first starting to travel internationally and stuff that you could just use like some kind of, um, you know, picture ID. ID. When I would go into Mexico and, and Canada, sometimes right. I wouldn't even Bahamas. use anything. Yeah. But then a couple of years ago, the United States started um, requiring passports for that travel. For Canada. Yes. As well as for the Caribbean. So now uh, it's taken on a whole new um, thing where the U.S. Department of Homeland Security is requiring British Airways and other airlines flying to certain airports, not all airports, but certain airports within Canada, the Caribbean, and Mexico to submit uh, 
all the uh, information on their passengers, including their names, date of birth, gender, at least 72 hours prior to the flight before travel. And if a person refuses to give up their information, they will be be denied boarding. There is no option. You cannot opt out of this. Wow. So, um, and uh, in addition to just the, like the U.S. Virgin Islands or something, Cuba is also on that list. So anything in this region is what you're saying. Yes. That's and, interesting. I wonder what Cuba will do about that. I mean, you know, the Department of Homeland Security telling Cuban authorities that they're going to have to run checks for the United States. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I just... No, 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 not... No, it's... The, it's the air, airline. Anyone leaving from Heathrow or from uh, Great Britain. I see. They're using the airline to do it. Yeah. So it wouldn't be the Cuban Department of Security. It would be the airline's staff that would be running these checks. So mm-hmm. they're... Once again, having corporations do their busy work for them and do their enforcement for them. Yeah. So there are a million uh, British travelers a year who will be affected by this. This is huge. Mm -hmm. And you said it's not just British Airways. It's multiple airlines. Multiple airlines. Only coming from Great Britain. Correct. And um, also, and these airlines are complying. Of course well, they are. Yeah. yeah. The United States is the largest by far market in the world. Right. What are you going to do? Stop serving the U.S.? Because that's essentially what they're holding over their heads, right? right. Like if, if, the, the, if the CEO of British Air, Airways was to say, well, no, we're not going to do that for you because we're not even talking about flights that are going to your country, then the U.S. government could just say, well, I guess we'll just shoot down your planes if you try coming here. Right. This makes me want to go to Canada and Cuba and all these other places like right now. <laughs> and what would yeah, but what what difference does it make? It's not like you're gonna they're gonna report your whereabouts if the is it, what this shows is, and I don't know that everybody knows this. The United States government doesn't believe for a second that its authority stops at its borders. Clearly, I mean, American citizens don't believe that. The ones that are supporting this government, there are lots of people that I've spoken to, and it shocks me every time that actually justify and believe that it is. In their best interest and our best interest and America's best interest if we dominate and control the entire world. Yeah, uh, some people some people certainly do believe that. And as a result, what you've seen over the last two or three decades is the borders of countries have gotten less and less porous. It's much more difficult to move from country to country uh, without, you know, just sort of go there and do your thing. You know, you take a boat and go there and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's much more difficult because the Department of Homeland Security and the United States government doesn't want other countries to be open and free in in the well because they, the united states government doesn't want them to be bombed because we were bombed because we were open and free i don't think that the uh, united states government cares about whether or not foreign countries get bombed that was but, sarcasm yes I, indeed but i <laughs> you know like the average country it, it would be in a small country's interest to have open banking laws and to have open immigration i mean obviously they want me to fly in there and spend as much money as i possibly can and fly my butt out and even come and stay you know, sure, you want to come and stay here and, uh, you know, spend money here for as long as you want, that kind of thing. But it's not that way. A lot of countries you need visas and, and most countries you need visas. And a lot of times it's just because the United States government has made it that much more uh, put that much more pressure on these countries to be restrictive. Mm-hmm. Well, think about what happened two years ago when the Swiss banks were required and threatened by the United States government to release Roll all the information. Customer. Yes. And when Peter Banks Schiff... never did but business in the United States. Correct. Never had a branch in the United States. No. The only thing they did was do business with Americans. Americans, mm-hmm. yeah. And then when Peter Schiff was talking um, at Liberty Forum back a couple months ago, he g- g- was one of the keynote speakers, I think it was. And um, 
and he mentioned uh, foreign banks not wanting to do business with Americans right. anymore because they don't want to have too to scary. have that policy of releasing information. It's just too scary. I mean, and this is one of the reasons that some people are getting passports from places like uh, Paraguay and uh, Singapore. How do you do that without being a citizen of those places? Well, these Paraguay, I think, has the most open of the uh, policies as far as getting really? a passport. You just I'm have, have to, to look be into that. A resident alien to uh, a resident. Uh, Whatever they call that. Because I don't want to do the U.S. passport thing anymore. I'd, I had gotten one like a decade ago back when I you know, wasn't as, prin- as principled as I am today. And I just – you know, I see it as I don't want to do any business with the U.S. federal government because I don't pay them. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel right asking them for some sort of anything. Travel document to let right. for them to let you out? I just don't – you know, they're going to report me to the treasury and to the IRS. A passport and- is a document to be let out. A visa is a document to be let in. So I know what the document is, okay. Mark. I'm telling you that when you <laughs> renew the passport, they go and put in all kinds of reports on your name. And, uh, sure they do. And anyway, obviously they already know who I am because I'm on you know, the radio talking about disobeying them. But I just don't like the idea of contracting. Just from a personal philosophical standpoint. Them, yes, you're signing an agreement with, uh, with them. You're giving up your personal information Agreement to Agreement under duress. If you, You're not under duress to get a passport. You are under duress if they're not going to let you leave. If I hold a gun to your say, head and I say, you've got to call me uncle or I'm not going to let you mm-hmm. go. Are you under duress? Yes, I understand Then that's what exactly saying. what's going on there. If they charge you money for a document to leave, that's what they did to slaves in Roman times and pretty much every time except for chattel sa- slavery, slaves could buy their own freedom. If you're paying $1 or a million dollars for your freedom- Get one from Paraguay, would that work too? Would I be able to leave then? Yeah, just check and make sure that any country that you might ever want to go to accepts the Paraguayan Hmm. passport without an additional visa and things. But when I went to France two years ago, it took me 10 minutes to get through customs there with all three of my children. They were traveling. To come in? To go into France. And they were traveling. um, Their passport, their last name is Sharawi, and my last name is Seven. Mm -hmm. So we had different names and blah, blah, blah. But they, it took us 10 minutes total to come back into the United States. Took us two and a half hours to get into our own country. Yeah. Well, you never know what you're going to get. I had been to Toronto a few years ago with Julia, and we had a, you know, they they were checking us when we came back for sure. But she said she just went to Toronto again this past weekend, and the guy coming, when they were coming back into the U.S., he didn't even look at their passports. Hmm. So it just all depends on which bureaucrat you get, how they're feeling. Just all depends. That moment. Yeah. It's all entirely arbitrary. 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to Philip listening in Lansing, Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Philip. Hi. Hey, Philip, what's on your mind tonight? Well, as I explained a few minutes ago, I'm the president of a not-for-profit group in Michigan called Michigan Open Carry. Um, as you may guess, we advocate the open carry of handguns. And I was just calling up to talk about a court case that we have going on with a Capital Area District Library, which is a library here in Lansing. Um, about a year ago, they felt that they're a public library, I should point out, they felt that they were above preemption, above state law, so that they can ban firearms. All right, hold on. We're going to come back to you here in a moment, Philip. You can tell us the rest of your story. And also, I'm curious to know, is Michigan an open carry state? Is it a place where it's legal to open carry? Because it's certainly not legal everywhere. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, is where you are invited to visit and enjoy the features that await you there. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there. Shrine.freetalklive.com. We were talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival here a little earlier in the show, and the the guy who's headlining that, Jason Osborne and his lovely wife, Sharon, uh, is also the owner of the business SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. He's one of the one of the owners, a company that handles accounts receivable, and they can handle accounts receivable for your business. Whether you've you know whatever kind of business you have, you probably didn't get into it in order to do collections and accounts receivable and billing and all those things. SACL CAI can do it. They can do it in a manner that is uh, both respectful to your customer and expeditious. Um, it's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right hand side of the page. SACL CAI. All right, so once again, 855-450-FREE is the number here. Philip is in Lansing, Michigan, and you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, Philip, you said you're involved with an open carry group there in Michigan. Is open carry legal? Absolutely. Michigan is one of the 43 states where open carry is legal. Oh, wow, I didn't realize there was that many of them. That's interesting. It's one of the states where it's legal just because there's no law against it. There's no law saying that you can open carry, but there's no law against it either. So, I like, see. I can't, is there a law saying I can't ride my bike down the street? Or I can't ride my bike down the street? course there isn't makes sense all right so what are you guys up to out there well as i was saying we were involved in a lawsuit with a public library about a year ago this public library said that they can ban firearms in their on their premises um because michigan has a preemption law that basically says cities counties townships can't uh, ban firearms but because these guys aren't a city township or county they feel they can ban firearms despite the fact that they were formed by a township, township I'm sorry, a city and a county. So, they, and, and not to mention, they get their money from public funding, like my taxes. Right. So it's interesting. So, um, what, I... what, we, what we did is we did we um, we're currently in a court of appeals with them because this uh, case got appealed, and uh, we, did, we just out of curiosity, we did a FOIA on their book because since they are a government entity, FOIA applies to them. Freedom of Information and Act. Out, absolutely. And it turns out they spent over $70,000 um, on this lawsuit so far. So let me just see, see if I'm clear on what's happening. So they've banned guns from the library premises. And it's, I'm sorry, was it just one library or or libraries in several locations? It, 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 it's a system of libraries in the county. Uh, I understand they have about 19 branches. Okay, so just the one county, not the full state. That's right, just the one county. 
gutted, and they banned guns, and your group brought suit against them. It was then uh, you were successful in court, and they appealed. Is that right? Actually, they brought suit against us because the Lansing Police Department stopped responding to their phone calls because the Lansing Police Department um, decided that it was perfectly legal, and they didn't want to get in the middle of it. So that wow. left the library with no choice other than going to get a temporary restraining order against um, open carriers. So, hang on, just to be clear, they can get a restraining order against an indiscriminate group of people? Like, they can just say, anyone that open carries is restrained from this location. You don't have to get a restraining order against a specific individual? Well, it, it was, it's not a personal protection order. It was a temporary restraining order. And pretty much they can say that, yeah, any, nobody can open carry in this library. You can, um, you can come in if you're not open carrying, but nobody can open carry. So how does that play out? You walk into the library open carrying, and then they say, whoa, you can't be in here. We've got a restraining order against you. Well, I was actually taking a, uh, before it all happened, I was taking a book back. Um, it was actually a reloading book. And I sat down, <laughs> I sat, I sat down to read it before I, uh, before I turned it back in. And I, after being there for about five minutes, a security card came over and said, you can't have a gun in here. I'm like, well, why not? Um, but, yeah, ever since the restraining order, pretty much if you go in the library with an openly carried handgun, you'll be approached by a security guard. He'll inform you about the restraining order, and if you refuse to leave, the police will come and pick you up and find you in contempt of court. So you're telling me I see. that the police got tired of of uh, responding to calls coming from the library about people carrying guns in violation of their rules, but they'll still respond to the violation of the restraining order. Exactly. So the police, the, the police didn't want to get sued because um, there have been uh, police, uh, police agencies around the state that have been sued for harassment. I see. Here. So they, the police's so, position is they're at more legal legal risk by enforcing this bad regulation within the library system as opposed to enforcing bad restraining orders. Well, well, now now they can just basically say, well, the court told us to do it. You know, kind of like not uh -huh. Jeremy, uh, yeah. just following orders, right? They yeah. are just following orders. Yep. All right, so now it's at a, a court of appeals, and what, yep. what else is going on? Well, what's at stake with this case is uh, basically imagine that you have a, uh, a variety of different authorities. You might have a uh, downtown development authority or a sidewalk authority or a parks authority. And, and all, the, all these locations were previously owned by the city, but the city's caught on to, caught on to this case and is like, oh, well, we can just make an authority and we can ban guns throughout the city. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really what that risk is in this case. It's not just about carrying guns in the library. It's about pretty, pretty much carrying guns anywhere in public. Wow. Right. I mean, if they that's really crazy. don't want you to be able to carry a gun in the library, then they, the legislators should get together, or the city people should get together and pass a law. I mean, that's, I mean, how hard could this possibly be for them? Well, you see, in, in, in Michigan, we have full uh, preemption. So they can't get together and just pass a law because that would be against the state law. Preemption says that no city, county, I see. or township can pass laws regulating firearms or ammunition or sales of firearms, things like that. If it was a danger to the public health, then uh, you think that the, the state could do it then? The so, state could do it, absolutely. So despite all that, these uh, non-city entities, the library board, has been able to successfully do this by creating regulation and then imposing a restraining order against anyone that violates the regulation. Exactly. So basically, the rules mean nothing, and uh, the, go the government bureaucrats have once again did. done whatever it is they wanted to do, and now you and the people that care about freedom are having to spend probably a bunch of money on an attorney to attempt to take this through the court system. 
Well, I will say that our attorneys have been uh, more gracious than the library's attorneys. Like I said, they, the library's, than, well, first they took my tax money, and I voted on a millage about a year ago, and I voted no on the millage, but guess what? The tax millage went through, mm-hmm. and they take my tax money anyway. Right. Um, so not only are they taking my tax money, they're saying that I can't enjoy the library, that my tax money is using if I'm if I have my gun. Welcome with. to the club. I can't go to the local courthouse that my tax money is uh, is paying for, and they won't let me go to the local schools uh, that my tax money is paying for. And it's just they'll just do whatever it is they want to do, and they'll keep taking your money. If you don't pay, they'll steal your house from you. I guess I have to ask the question, you know, why are you still in Michigan? <laughs> well, Michigan actually is one of the more friendly firearms states. But we are, my wife and I um, do have a, a five-year plan after we have some family things that sort out, five- or six-year plan, possibly move out to New Hampshire. Are you great. coming for Pork Fest? Um, we are looking to come to Pork Fest. That's a uh, great this, idea. Uh, awesome. it, it, in fact, it'll, it, it'll be our delayed honeymoon. P-O-R-C. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good one. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. I know some marriages are going to be happening at, uh, at Pork Fest, at least one uh, that I'm aware well, of. And thanks for the heads up. Let us know what happens with your court case, will you? All right. Well, appreciate the call tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. It costs them nothing, to basically, to go after you because they can take as much as they want. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. You may bring up whatever you would like. That is the point of this radio program. And you can join us on our website as well at freetalklive.com. Lots of stuff is on the site there for you. Unlike those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites, we give it away free, including our listening options, which are broadband dial-up, and even a mid-band stream. So three different stream bit rates for your internet connection. One of them will fit you best. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in that way and learn about our over 100 great radio stations across the country that air the show at various different times. I think we'll be announcing a new station coming up within the next several days, so I'm always excited about that. In addition, uh, we've also got satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, and we're on two different channels throughout the week in uh, XM Land, plus our free-to-air KU band channel. All the details on that are over at listen.freetalklive.com, plus our webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance, listen.freetalklive.com for the details. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using it in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world with no fees. And you don't need the permission from any bank or government to do it. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. It's a great video there where you can find out about the basics about Bitcoins. And everybody should see it. Weusecoins.org. Now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can get Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. 
Again, it's bitinstant.com. You should do that. We uh, continue here with your calls. Dan's in North Carolina. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Enjoy the show. Thanks, Dan. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just wanted to uh, let you know that you might want to uh, rethink uh, giving up your U.S. passport. That actually, even though I'm with you on the whole thing of, you know, asking the government for, you know, permission for a passport, and all that stuff, it actually, you know, having the U.S. passport really gives you a lot more uh, flexibility to move around the world freely. No, it doesn't any longer. I just read a Sovereign Man uh, article at SovereignMan.com. This is Simon Black, for those that haven't said it here. And, and uh, look, I'm not going to claim yeah, to I know read, anything. I Simon Black, cool. Okay, great. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know anything about anything. All I'm going to say is, dated March 29, 2012, he's making the case that uh, the, the the U.S. passport is not particularly um, effective, and he gives uh, four. Effective. What do you mean? It's not great, and here's the reason. Okay. Uh, f- four points. One, safety. Nobody ever uh, hijacks hijacks a plane and executes all the Lithuanians. Two, freedom to travel. <laughs> um, a U.S. or Canadian passport isn't particularly useful to travel to South America. Uh, Canadian citizens have to obtain a visa in advance just to travel to Paraguay. Mm. Brazil, um, or Brazil plus Argentina and Chile both charge reciprocity fees because of uh, the U.S. and Canada have the same thing. Other nationalities are welcome with open arms. Singaporean citizens, for example, enjoy visa-free travel. Um, you can be far, you can barred from traveling to some Middle Eastern countries if you have an Israeli immigration stamp on your passport. Um, so that's you know something interesting. Business and investment freedom. If you're a U.S. citizen, foreign banks don't even want to deal with you. Uh, foreign brokers don't want to deal with you, and most foreign investors don't even want to risk getting in bed with you. So um, U.S. so-called citizens are becoming pariahs to some extent. To some extent. Well, and I, and I, I mean, Mark, I'm not disagreeing with, with what you're saying. I mean, no, I'm not like, saying it. <laughs> I don't know. You may be right. I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, it, I, I guess my point is that it's almost not a, a, a deal of right and wrong. Keep in mind that Simon Black is very sophisticated, right? Yep. And he's probably got a lot more money to, to deal with stuff like this than, than I do or, or, or most people do. And this is and, what... And I, this is what I've always thought to myself: is is it worth whatever thousands of dollars it may cost to get it? Now, a friend of mine to get another passport. To get another, another passport. A friend of mine got a Paraguayan passport. I think I've said that correctly. What uh, did it cost recently? And it, I think that he spent, a, like maybe twelve hundred bucks to get it. Um, whereas, uh, you know, that, that that's pretty cheap and, and relatively quick. But go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, no, no, no problem. It's just I, I, uh, I travel quite frequently to uh, the Philippines and Thailand and Hong Kong and have researched South America a little bit, and I'm by no means an expert. I just think that, generally speaking, for the average uh, person, and probably especially for you know individuals in, in your line of work, you know, when it, when it comes to passport, and, and along with passports, we need to mention visas, too, because... You know, what, what happens is that the passport itself, you know, by itself really doesn't mean anything. You know, what the passport does is that the country that issues you the passport, you know, based upon, uh, you know, that country, then you either qualify for visas or you don't, or you have to pay for visas or you don't. Right. And, and just in my experience, as far as, you know, if, if you want to go to the airport tomorrow morning and fly anywhere in the world, 
Um, the U.S. passport, at least from what I know, is, is one is one of the most versatile, if not the most versatile, to go into a country. I hear it's the Singaporean one. I hear the Singaporean passport's the best in the world. That's uh, you know what I've heard from people who care about this. Now, I'm really on the fence. What I say to myself is, hey, I can get a U.S. passport for X number of dollars. It's fast. It's easy. Well, you know, I've got one. What do I need more than one for? I would never let my uh, U.S. passport, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get it. But I'm not in the same situation that Ian is. Ian chooses not to pay taxes for, um, you know, federal income taxes for moral reasons. And he probably doesn't want to show up on their radar one more time well and it's just it's not necessarily about showing up on their radar as much as it is just the the issue i have with doing business with them i i don't want to i mean people tell me oh you should sue you know sue the state of new hampshire in federal court i'm like yeah i don't really want to do business with them i don't want to mm-hmm. i don't want their services if i say on one hand that i i'm not paying because i don't first of all i don't like murder i don't like paying for murder that's like the number one reason for me not to pay but i also don't like you know negotiating with terrorists number two and i consider them to be terrorists uh, and so, but also, you know, it's just a, it's a matter of principle, just straight up. If I say I don't want their services, then I should mean that, right? It's not a service. <laughs> yeah, well, it, uh, I get what you're saying. They're holding me hostage, and I have to have their piece of paper. But you're saying if I had a Paraguayan one, I could, I could leave the country. Don't worry, the Paraguayans are doing bad things to their citizens too. Well, are you going to give them money? Know, I mean, I, I, They're not going around the world make, destroying. Make sure that you, you just. You know, make sure you do your your research, and you you just don't do something out of a complete rejection because you don't like the the system that we're in. Because I can tell you, you know, the one thing that I do know is when you get into passport. Um, Wait, can I you ask know, you how many times the, have you been out of the country? Group. Excuse me, how many What's times that? how many times have you been out of the United States? Oh, probably fifteen now. And did you need a visa every time you traveled to another country? Well, I mean, most of my time is in the Philippines, and in the Philippines, you, you get a 21-day visa without any cost immediately upon arrival. It's just if a stamp in your in your passport. Days, I'm sorry. Go it's, ahead. it's just a stamp in your passport. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then, if if you want to stay longer than that, then you can extend it to 59 days, of which you pay about a hundred bucks for, and they do all the you know checks for if you're on a terror watch list and all this other mess. So have you fa- have you found though that it's changed over you know the last twenty years since like after um, sept- uh, like January seventeenth of of ninety one was when George Bush first uh, started sending missiles over and bombing Iraq during Desert Storm. Well, I mean, have you noticed I, I a difference? Be able to speak to that. I mean, I've, I've been out of the country fifteen times since two thousand seven. Mm. Oh, okay. I mean, so in the last four or five years. I don't know. And, it just didn't uh, feel right to me. I, I mean, I just would, would caution. I, I mean, and believe me, I, I appreciate I that, Dan. I appreciate that, you know, I, I, I get where you're coming from. It certainly does make things easier if you want to go to Canada or something like that. Uh, and I have gone to Canada in, in my adult life. I haven't ever, ever needed the passport for anything else. Um, but, uh, you know, it just didn't feel right to me. And I thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. And i got to follow my instincts. I don't know whether you'll be able to get a passport from any other country without going to that country. And you need a passport to get to, to that, that country. So I don't know whether this, I think that this may be just an exercise in um, you just huffing and puffing. <sighs> More coming up here. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, if you're wanted and you're trying to escape, then what good's the passport going to do? You should just sneak out the border. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. 
When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features that we have waiting for you there over at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this show and want to help support Free Talk Live, go ahead and join the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one. Those who like the show and want to get behind it to some extent can do it for three bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal or a Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And we'll take that money in and invest it into the show, using it to get on more radio stations around the country and uh, spreading the message of freedom as far and as wide as possible. So you can help us with that and get perks like access to the AMP only call in lines, the AMP only forum and podcast. Get all the details. Get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com. That's AMP dot freetalklive.com as we continue here with you and your thoughts let's go to nick in illinois nick you're on free talk live hello hi i spent the whole show tonight trying to come up with something to talk about because i wanted an excuse to talk with michelle again after all this time oh hi nick hey hi i've been laughing the whole show oh first 30 minutes you were already talking about writing crops yeah, she's, she's a dirty, dirty girl. I'm a dirty girl. She was defining what OPP stood for us, uh, stood to uh, here during the, uh, the, the the break. As there, in, so. you're down with OPP? Yeah, yeah you and by the me. way, she was right. I looked it up. Other oh. people's uh, yeah. private part that starts Pussy with cat. P. For, yeah, right. That's right. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Giddy, giddy, giddy. That works. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> I thought it was property. Apparently, there might be some, uh, you know, some reference to property. I was closer. I said it was other people's privates um, because it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to say other people's what you said uh the kitty and uh yeah it doesn't make that doesn't make as much grammatical sense but again it is rap music so yo 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 diggy (laughs) dog (laughs) the the suggestion is is that uh, apparently it's is are are you uh you know ready willing and able to have sexual intercourse with a person that is known to already have a significant other that's what the song's about is what you're saying that's that's, yes so it is so and you pointed out that for me it is interchangeable (laughs) the two p words property and whatever Ah, yeah Yeah. so nick uh it's nice to hear your voice too oh so now that we have a reunion what were you calling about well the only thing i could think to bring up was uh the poisoning the well issue (laughs) well that's great i'm glad that you brought that up because i was actually just uh, on facebook a moment ago during the break where uh there's this thread over at brad jardis's facebook page where once again people are uh, tearing into me and Derek J for recording us uh a crossing guard uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire. You beat up an old lady, right? She attacked Derek <laughs> J, actually, point of fact. Uh, but anyway, go ahead with your thoughts, Nick. Last time I called in about this, uh, I asked you why you chose not to call yourself a libertarian or anarcho-capitalist, but we didn't have time to get into it. Okay. All right. Are you asking again? Yes. Why I choose not to call myself either of those terms? Yes. You don't believe that people who have associated themselves with those names have poisoned the well in some way? 
Uh, yeah, I think that uh, the the term libertarian and the, certainly the term anarchist and capitalist are all baggage laden. Yeah, I don't think that the people that would associate themselves with the term anarcho capitalist have necessarily poisoned that well. I think that that well came poisoned. Yeah. Um, you know that it it would be it would be like me saying that I'm fond of uh, of hanging. I, I like hanging out with my son Jack, so therefore I'm a pedophile. I mean, <laughs> oh. I think it's a I think it's a right. terrible yeah. use of the language as in a lover of children. Right. Right. I mean, it's just a terrible use of the language um, to to pick, frankly, two of the most vilified words. That's a great example, Mark. I'm going to have to remember that one. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I have I've been accused of being everything from an anarchist to a libertarian and and some have mentioned voluntarist. I've decided that what I'm going to label myself is twirler. I like to twirl. And so far, I have not been like able to... Like your hair or I like to batons? twirl my hair. I like to hula hoop. I like to twirl around the yard. I twirl okay. around my house freely without being encumbered or, you know, having so you people would, bump into me. So you would rather not have any kind of uh, label, descript, label word applying to your political philosophy or lack thereof? Yeah, because it seems like as soon as I claim one, just for ease of conversation... Mm-hmm. Then, you know, someone comes up with an example just like, you know, basically what you gave. And Oh, and- you're a voluntarist. I heard they they record uh, crossing guards. Right. Or that it means that you volunteer, at the, that, you, that you think everything in the world should be done voluntarily and without money. I mean, there's all kinds. Every one of these words come yeah. with, with baggage. I, I happen to like somebody, you know, called themselves a neo-abolitionist. But I think that that's just confusing to people, uh, you know, which might be a benefit as opposed to, uh, you know, them misunderstanding, say, a word like uh, libertarian or anarchist well i said i was an agorist one time um and someone sent me a, a private message with a list of ways that i participate in the in corporatism I'm like okay <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> all right Nick. i went to shaw's <laughs> so did that answer your question mm, well uh, so do you consider corruption of words to be different from be to be uh, a separate idea because uh from what i understand the idea of poisoning the well is just guilt by association in a general sense now that's true for him with the word libertarian so if you want to take that tack that's probably the the one to take he stopped calling himself a libertarian because people who call themselves libertarians in his mind aren't always libertarians and often not principled are not. enough yeah so you don't think that the same thing might happen to words like uh, free staters and free keen, where people will associate those names with, oh, you're people who bother old lady crossing guards? Oh, I think that I think that'll happen. You think it has happened? Oh, probably, yeah. But I mean, I do. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't use the term bother, uh, but I do record government bureaucrats, and I'm not a- ashamed of it. So it's not an inaccurate statement to say that, uh, oh, well, you know, those people from Free Keen, some of those people from Free Keen do certain things. And obviously, someone like Brad Jardis, who wouldn't do that, is one of our bloggers. And I think that to some extent is frustrating to him, but he still goes on because Free Keen's a popular site, and it's a good way for him to get his ideas out there and, and have attention drawn to it. Uh, but I mean, in this case, uh, yeah, that, that that doesn't bother me at all. Okay, and that's all I had. Okay, Nick, Thanks. are you coming to Porkfest? No, I don't have the necessary independence in my life. I'm sorry to hear that. So basically, just to re- restate what I said, What's your name? Uh, you know, Free Keen is is a brand I created, right? So, uh, so I to some extent have a, an ability to control that that brand in that I decide who gets to blog at freekeen.com. 
And if somebody is, uh, you know, besmirching Free Keen that in a way that I think is inappropriate, I can, you know, publicly disassociate from them or, you know, take them off the blog or whatever is, is necessary to retain the brand in a way that I want it. Whereas I don't have that same level of control over voluntarist, for instance. So if some crazed uh, murderer decides to call himself a voluntarist, you know, the next Charles Manson or something like that, then that, that would be a problem. But with a brand that, uh, that I created, I have more, much more, uh, I guess, influence over. Does that address it for you? Uh, yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. So, um, you know, one of the things that uh, you, you and I just don't quite get along on in this uh, term is is that you know that some people, this this term, uh, term? Say, free stater, uh, free keener, voluntarist, uh, you know, whatever this term is that one uses, you know, the, the brand that is free keen is corrupted for some people. Mm-hmm. But it's the percentage of people and, um, you know, how effective that is. What you seem to want to do is draw enough people here that it is compensates for whatever um, you know uh, you know brand yes the goal is to outnumber the arch status in my opinion and to make them want to be somewhere else now there's another argument within our community that and i say argument loosely like i when i say argument i think of debate you know not a fight people (laughs) but um there was someone that was overheard saying uh when it was suggested that we bring the occupiers up here from new york um it was uh, someone was overheard saying, we don't want those kind up here. <laughs> so Whatever that means, that's not fair to say at all, right? Well, I mean, these are individuals. They have different viewpoints. Right. But the point is, is that not everyone, not, we don't all share the same opinion of things. Clearly. You know, and so there are some whose tactic is to bring in, you know, activists and others want to bring in people who do trade and what have you. And so um, everyone gets here and kind of does their own thing. Yeah, and I think that's the way it should be. Uh, the only problem is when some people decide to harp on your thing and make their thing harping on your thing, if that makes any sense. Can like, you imagine? Hey, can't you do something better with your time, like do something right. productive in your own life or do your own activism rather than just sitting there and cr- criticizing everyone else's? A lot of people do that do the criticizing do their own activism, too. I can think of quite a few people that have the, the level, the heaviest critiques are some of the most active people. You'd say that Bradley Jardis, who's leveled a critique recently, Sure, and I, I appreciate critique. Yeah. The, most, the, the people from whom I appreciate the most critique are the ones who have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. If you're just an anonymous troll on the internet, I don't care what you say. No yeah. one's going to level me for being a twirler. Indeed. <laughs> All right, so we're out of time for tonight. But, uh, Michelle, until further notice, I think you're joining us on Tuesday night. Yes, that'll be fun. Because Derek J is unfortunately in a jail cell right now. This is as long as you keep bringing cookies. <laughs> don't okay. rub it in. You don't get to tease the other <laughs> listeners. They can't have her cookies. All right, well, we're out of time for tonight. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo.
Bonus songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com. <laughs>